If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wednesday, April 7th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Once again, we're back in the uh, press box in the booth at Progressive Field, this time following an Indians win, a come-from-behind win. Yeah. Uh, the Indians rally on two Jose Ramirez, two-run homers. Uh, he, he gets the Indians on the board. First runs of the season at home for the Indians from Jose Ramirez. Uh, Shane Bieber backs it up with uh, with six and what six and a third uh, innings, uh, 12 strikeouts, good effort out of Bieber. Uh, but really, Jose Ramirez, the story today is, is uh, I think over his last 162 games, Jose's at 124 RBIs, uh, 40 home runs, and he's just absolutely carrying the Indians offense. Is it too early to start MVP? MVP? <laughs> Four games or five games? In well, I, I think there were 5,000 fans in the stands here who would agree with you uh, every every single bit. Yeah, that was that was a great performance. And you know, uh, Joey did it against Greg Holland with the game winner, mm-hmm. and Holland has owned the Indians. Last year, uh, they didn't score a run off him uh, wow. against uh, here or in Kansas City. And I just remember him, you know, that, that lineup was set up last year with the four switch hitters at the top of the order, and it seemed like Matheny would bring Holland in to face those four guys, and they never they could yeah, never yeah. get a hit off him. And uh, and this was, I think, uh, Jose was 0 for 6 lifetime against Holland before that home run. Well, and, and the funny thing was, uh, a guy who the Indians had had just sort of eaten alive in his career previously, Jacob Junis, was the, the starter. And he was only, it was supposed to be a bullpen game. Jacob Junis winds up giving him five innings uh, to start. And the Indians were clueless. Uh, they had, what, one hit, three base runners total in the first five innings. Uh, Junis is a guy who over the, his previous 41 innings against the Indians had given up nine home runs. He was, he, he, he couldn't get them out. And, and now it, it just looked like the way the Indians offense was through the first five innings of the game, it was more of the same. And that's what sort of made Jose's effort in the game to, to sort of break through and just say, Hey, that's it. I'm, I'm enough of this. I'm putting us on the board and we're going to get through this. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. And it reminded me of, you know, what Danny Duffy did to him in the, in the home opener. Uh, you know, another guy that the Indians have knocked around for most of his career. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he can't, comes in and, and pitches, 
you know, score, I mean, scoreless baseball, I think of five or six innings. So he did a great job too. So, you know, you could tell this offense really needed that. They, you know, they were striking out, they were frustrated. Even Jose, uh, you know, struck out in the first inning and slammed his bat on the, in the ground and you never see him do that. Well, and that's what Terry Francona said after the game. He, he, he sort of, you know, praised Jose for being more of a tactical hit, you know, more of a tactical hitter than a lot of people give him credit for. I think a lot of people look at Jose Ramirez as a guy who gets up there and just, you know, puts the bat on the ball. He drives, he's swinging from his heels sometimes or whatever. Uh, you know, Tito says, hey, look down the corner of the dugout, and there's Jose watching every at-bat, learning about each pitcher, learning and sort of setting up his game plan. And, and you saw that there was no way that he was going to let a fastball get past him in that that at-bat in the, what, the sixth inning uh, where the first home run yeah. came uh, against, uh, I, I believe it was, uh, Jesse Hahn. Yeah. Jesse uh, Hahn, yeah. tried to get a fastball past him inside Jose, you know, yanks it into the corner bar all the way down the thing. And, and, and we're thinking, man, you know, what, what happens next neck, here comes the strikeout next. And the, the very next pitch, he just launched it into the seats. Yeah, that was, that was a big at bat. And, you know, I think maybe what set that up could have been Monday's at bat against Hahn where he had, I think he had retired like 38, 36, 38 straight left-handed hitters. And, uh, you know, Jose gets the single in the ninth inning, batting from the left side and first left-handed hitter to get a hit off him since 2017, I think, Carlos Beltran. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so maybe that kind of got into uh, Han's mind and, and Ramirez's mind. You know, normally Jose Ramirez's mind is a place that, <laughs> that you, we sort of joke about. It's like, it's like what's going on up there with all the the bro and the the Mario Kart and all this and that. You, you got to give him more credit for being, you know, a, a really good methodical hitter up there. I, I think that's that's really sort of what Tito's message is to us. In that it's like you know don't overlook him as as you know just one of those guys who's up there just sort of naturally swinging and, and getting hits that way. He's a he's a tactician. Yeah, you know, and it reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, Manny Ramirez a little bit. Um, you know, when Travis Fryman came over here from Detroit, mm -hmm. you know, he thought Ramirez was just like a natural hitter. Didn't have to work at it, just came up there, was always kind of, you know, spacey and, and would just, you know, drive the ball all over the place. And when he got here, you know, Travis found out that Manny was watching video, hitting off the batting machines off the breaking ball, you know, he would set the bat the breaking uh, the machines at breaking ball. He studied and studied and studied. So he found out it wasn't all natural and, you know, that it was, uh, you know, there's a lot, quite a bit of work went in there. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, that that's the same deal that, with, that goes in with Jose. I mean, if, it's, if, it, if it ever comes to light just how much he worked, it's just going to endear him even more to Cleveland fans because you could tell already that the Jose, Jose, Jose was, was pumping and, you know, it, it, these fans need somebody to love right now. You know, Lindor's gone. Uh, you've got Bieber, but you only get him once every five days. They need somebody to just throw all their energy behind. And, and right now, Jose is that guy. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he is the, uh, the fulcrum, the fulcrum of the <laughs> offense, right? I there mean, he, he has to, I mean, you know, he has to be the guy that gets this going. And, uh, you know, they can use some help at the top of the lineup, the bottom of the lineup. You know, it'd, it'd be nice if Fran Mel Reyes could protect him a little more, uh, but Jose's got to be the guy that makes it go. We did see a couple of hits out of Josh Naylor today. Uh, 
you know, there, there were after the fifth inning, there, there were, you know, some signs of life offensively. Jake Bowers got in on the action. Uh, ben Gamble drew a walk. There was, yeah. you know, there was, there was something there at least a little bit, but it's, it gets back to what Terry Francona was talking about after the opener, the home opener, not being able to string things together. And, and really that's what we were looking at when Ramirez came up to the plate that, that time in the sixth inning. And he just sort of put a, put a stop to it. He's like, here, we're going to string them all together now. This is, this yeah. is good. And it, and it takes the pressure off, you know. Right. Once you get a lead, finally, you know, you fought so hard to get that lead. Your main guy gives it to you. Then you've got the bullpen lined up, you know, then, then he, you know, of course, you know, Karen check comes in and gives up the, uh, the, the, the RBI single to tie it up. But, right. you know, Jose got up, had another bad comment. Before we get into uh, the pitching, which I, I, I want to dive into uh, really quick, uh, just before that, uh, Andres Jimenez uh, came up, and there was an at bat there where he he fouled the ball, he hit a ball hard, foul, and then he he corrected and and got the ball through for a single to right. Uh, I I really like what I've seen so far uh, out of Jimenez this season. I, I think he needs to play more. Yeah. I think he needs to play a lot uh, this year, and I think Terry Francona is going to play him a lot this year. Uh, and you know just. What's the ceiling for this kid? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, what Francona said the other day uh, when he was asked, are you going to, you know, are you platooning at shortstop with uh, Rosario and Jimenez? And he said, no, you know, Jimenez is going to play a lot. And I really like the way there was one ground ball that was just so sweet to just watch him. You know, he stays low and just comes mm-hmm. over, gets it, gobbles it up and throws over to first, uh, first base. He's really, uh, he's fun to watch. And if he can hit, you know, all he's got to do is hit a little bit you yeah. know, at the at the at the ninth spot. Yeah. Uh, he's he's really going to be. This is going to be maybe could, solid shorts. Maybe learn to take a couple of walks too, yeah. and just be on base a little bit. And and that's that's and a good what, thing. He's what 22, 23. So yeah, yeah you know, so that's this, this is a good uh, this is a good kid to watch. All right. Well, you alluded to the bullpen. You alluded to James Karinchak. Uh, we we've got we've got other stories storylines to follow with Karinchak later on in this podcast, but uh, you know. That, that way that the seventh inning went, he, he started Bieber. He let him get out there, uh, sort of make his own mess with a walk and a, a base hit on a pitch that he left up to, to Michael Thomas. But then really that's the scenario I think that, that Tito sort of envisions is bringing in Karen Jack in that situation where you've got two runners on and you need a strikeout or you need a quick out. Uh, in, this, in this instance, he, he gave up the first pitch single, but then got out of the inning. Yeah, and, you know, you keep – Keep the game, you know. Keep your team in the game. It's score, you know. It's tied. You get a probably a blown save to your credit, to your not credit, but to your on your line score. But uh, you know, he kept he kept it he kept it right there. And then uh, you know, uh, 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 Emmanuel uh, Class A comes in, and uh, then you you get Whitgren at the end. Yeah. Again, Emmanuel Class A coming in, pumping hundred mile an hour bowling balls with that sinker. Uh, you know he. He has been throwing strikes, and I think that's what uh, Terry Francona needs for that eighth inning setup guy. Uh, he's he, uh, he's keeping Brian Shaw on the bench right now. Yeah. Uh, you know that that's the role that we are used to seeing Brian Shaw come in, but right now that that role goes to Emmanuel Class A. Uh, Nick Wickren comes in, picks up his first save since September fourth of twenty nineteen. I think he had four saves that year. Uh, you know his first year with the Indians, but. Uh, you know, right now he's going to be the guy who gets the ball in that situation. 
Yeah, and you know he's he's got experience. He's I think he saved over eighty games in the minors. He was a you know closer at Purdue. Um, you know, and we've seen him in in leverage situations before. Um, he gives up the long fly ball that and that that could have made it four three, but but he, you know he he goes one two three and uh, you know it's got to be a change of pace after you see Karinchak mm-hmm. and Class A if you're the Royals and all of a sudden you know he's not you know you get Whitburn in there and he's not throwing a hundred you know so, <laughs> he's, so he's still throwing hard but yeah, he's not throwing hundred right. for sure so that's got to be a, a kind of a nice change of pace too. Uh, just backtracking though on Shane Bieber, uh, this was his. 14th consecutive start with at least eight strikeouts. Uh, he had 12 in the game. I guess the last time, last time he faced uh, the Royals here in, in Cleveland, he struck out 14. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's off, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with him, I guess. Um, but this was his 17th career double digit strikeout game. That's already eighth on the Indians all-time list. He moved past CC Sabathia uh, for eighth on the all-time list for double digit strikeout games. Uh, again, it, the numbers just be, it, he's got to get tired of answering questions about, you know, do you think about all these strikeout numbers and all these strikeout milestones and the video game numbers that you throw up there for him, that doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's more of the game within a game and matching up against these hitters and, you know, anticipating what they're going to do. Yeah. And you saw him get a little deeper into the game. I mean, when you strike that many people out, your pitch count goes you know, it really pushes your pitch count up. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that works against them. But, you know, he had the 12 strikeouts today. He got into, what, the seventh inning? I mean. Yeah, seven and th- or six and a third. Six and a third. So, yeah, and through 101 pitches. So that wasn't too bad. You know, that was, you could tell he was efficient. Um, and, he, you know, the thing about him, if you notice, he never puts the ball on the ground. You know, it's, it's a fly ball or a strikeout. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, so maybe if he could pitch early, earlier to contact. I don't know. That's like right in a flaw in the Mona Lisa, but uh, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, I don't know, maybe he could get deeper into it. And, and that's something that Corey Kluber, who is, I think Shane Bieber's always going to be compared as long as he's in Cleveland is always going to be compared against Corey Kluber at the, at this point in Corey Kluber's career was when that light sort of started turning on about, about getting into early contact and getting those easier outs it to be more efficient and get deeper into games. So uh, he's there and there's no doubt in my mind that Shane Bieber will, will get that next level of development and and that sort of enter into his process. Uh, Just right now, you walk the line between he could be, uh, you know, five innings at a hundred pitches, or he could be into the seventh inning at a hundred pitches. It, it, it all sort of hinges on one or two at bats in a game. And those strikeouts, they just come so easy. It seems like, I mean, he made Whitfield, I mean, a Merrifield, right. you know, look silly today. I mean, I had a couple of those at bats and, and Merrifield was, you know, their hottest hitter, yeah. maybe the, one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Yeah. He's been, and he's been just tearing up the Indians for forever now. Okay. Uh, so again, uh, Hey, let's not wait 14 and two thirds innings uh, into this, into the home portion of the schedule next time before the Indians see their first runs of the, uh, the home, uh, the home season. Uh, let's try to get a little bit uh, better than that, I guess. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext. 
Get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on Cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. Changing topics. Uh, vaccinations. The Indians got vaccinated. Uh, half of the Tier 1 group for the Indians got vaccinated on Tuesday's off day, uh, game on Wednesday, another off day Thursday, uh, where more of the Indians in a Tier 1 group will get uh, vaccinated, but maybe not all of the <laughs> Tier 1 group. Uh, James Karinchak, the uh, relief pitcher, uh, posting on his social media account, uh, some, uh, you know, awful weird meme comparing uh, getting vaccines to something that was said by, uh, you know, a, a Nazi uh, propagandist back, uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too, too deep into that kind of thing. And obviously, uh, you know, Karen Check probably regrets uh, now uh, sharing that meme. But uh, as, as far as, you know, the, is there a real concern by the Indians if, you know, a guy like Karen Check doesn't want to, you know, get on board with this vaccine. Well, you know, I guess, you know, Joe, everyone has a freedom of choice here. Uh, you know, the MLB and the Players Association have said that they strongly recommend that every, you know, all players and staff members get it, coaches get it, but you can't make the guy get it. But uh, just, uh, just a poor choice by Karen Check. If you're, if you're, if you're against the vaccine, okay, say you're against the vaccine, but don't go back to World War II and a, and a, a convicted cr- war criminal to, uh, you know, use a quote by him. To, to try and justify him. your yeah. decision. Yeah, just, that's probably just, not a... Just don't go. I mean, it just shows, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. And uh, this isn't the first time the Indians have, uh, you know, they've talked to him about his social media use. They've, uh, you know, but he's, he's, up some, he's upset some people this time, so... Right. You know, but and I still think if you don't, if he, if he, if he's the only guy that doesn't get the vaccine, you still get eighty-five percent. The rest of the team still enjoys. Right. You if know, the he's loop. the only one. Yeah. If there's him and you know three teammates and and anybody else, you know, once that number starts to grow, then you've got to really worry about the the percentages. Uh, Tito said that they will roll back some of the 
protocols and restrictions and it'll make life easier for the guys if he goes ahead and gets the vaccine. I, I, I can't even imagine what's in his headspace on, on not wanting to do that just to make life easier, not only for himself, but his teammates, you know, that, that, that's who I'm playing for. If I'm him, you know, I'm, I'm playing for the guys next to me, yeah. not, uh, you know, not anything for myself. If it's not going to hurt me uh, as, as the doctors and the team physicians and everybody are, are giving him that information. I, I can't see it. But. Well, he's obviously had to go through all these protocols, just right. like everybody else. Right. Every day you're getting tested every other day. Yeah. Wouldn't, so, wouldn't you want to just put an end to the every other day testing if that's the case? So you know? what's the point? You know, either, right. you know, I mean, a vaccine is not going to be, that's the next step. It's not, I, I don't know. So I, you know, I, I can see where he would not want it. I don't see, uh, I, I don't agree with hey, the as way. As long as he doesn't get it in his right arm, that's fine. Because I'll tell you what, I got the shot in the left arm and I was dragging the next day. That was, that was. Yeah, was you got to be smart. Got to be smart about it. All right. Uh, all right. So off day on Thursday and then the Tigers are back in town. Uh, we get to see Akil Badu and, uh, yeah. and Miguel Cabrera and all those guys. Uh, Akil Badu apparently is, is having himself a week. Uh, the, the rookie for the, the Tigers uh, had a walk-off hit, hit a, his first grand slam since we last saw them. So, you know, he's he's tearing it up. Uh, should be interesting. We get Zach Plesak and Julio Tehran, uh, a rematch of the second game of the season on Friday night. Uh, it should be, should be a fun week. Yeah, the Savali and, uh, and the uh, AQ. Yeah, does uh, he, do they match up again? Uh, what Savali? I mean, if if Savali's in the rotation, yeah, that'll be Saturday, yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to see that rematch. That'll be fun. All right, we'll be back at it again on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Talk to you later.